This is episode 153. Gut issues are pretty common these days, but they're not normal. It's an important distinction to make because if we think our health problems are normal, we're less likely to do something about them. If you experience issues with anything that falls under the very broad banner that is IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, then something that may help you is increasing the plant content of your meals to nourish and heal your gut. On this episode, we get into how plant-based foods and fiber can help recover your gut, the importance of protein, and how to avoid deficiencies. All right, you ready to get into it? Let's do it. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously, so you don't, well, get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition, and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. What's up, my healthy friends? Welcome to your favorite podcast, obviously. (laughs) As we get to the latter half of the year, I'm still very much on a mission to coach 250 men and women to lose weight and be their healthiest self. And if we know anything about the last few years, it's that health has been really hard work. So if you know it's time to get support with your weight loss, emotional eating, or you have any diet overwhelm, then scroll down to the show notes below and click the link to join our group answer the group entry questions and we'll get you started on your journey. So today's guest, so this wonderful human and I, we actually connected via a program that we are both a part of run by the amazing Ryan Bowles. So shout out to our man, Ryan. So let's get into this. I'd like you to meet Hope Pedraza. Hope is our kind of person here on the show because she's a holistic nutritionist and health coach. She's a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, as well as a Pilates instructor and founder of In Balance Studios. Now, this will be interesting for our listeners that know my background and listening to many of the episodes here. Hope specializes in plant-based nutrition and helps women lose weight, and her big focus is gut health, healing poor and dysfunctional digestive issues by focusing on increasing your plant based meal intake. And also, Hope has a podcast show as well, which you can check out right after this show, and you should definitely do that, called Hopeful and Wholesome, which is such an aptly titled podcast. So, (laughs) without further ado, welcome to the show, Hope. How are you? Thanks. I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. What's news in your world? Oh, you know, I'm just living the life. We're just trying to, you know, do all the things and get back to normal from, or, you know, normal in quotations from COVID (laughs) and, um, yeah, keeping people moving. Awesome. That sounds great. So I think a good place to start, um, is probably just a, a bit of context for the listeners around your journey and how you got to where you are today. So I'd love to know from, from that journey that informed you becoming a plant based nutritionist, um, and then sort of moving into this niche of nutrition. What happened in your world? What epiphanies happened? What health issues happened that led you down this path? Yeah, so I grew up with a lot of digestive issues. Like I probably had, I don't know, four or five colonoscopies before I was like 17 years old. Just had tons of digestive issues and always going to different doctors and trying to figure out what was going on. And none of them were like life-threatening, but it was just like more frustration and discomfort and all of that when you're a kid. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, I went to doctors and it was, you know, they usually either they're like, Oh, we don't see anything. Or it's like that they term it IBS, which is like, they don't really (laughs) know what it is. And they don't really want to take the time to like help you figure out what things to do and not do. And so I went through that, um, growing up and then, um, it just, and I'm type A personality. So high strung, high stress, and that just exacerbates everything, you know? And so in college, you know, it didn't get any better. And then literally 
it was kind of like an overnight thing. I started reading books. That wasn't overnight. So I started kind of educating myself, kind of reading up on stuff. And this was post-college, but I just, I got some books and I started reading about like plant-based nutrition and stuff. And I'm not, I don't recommend this to people, but literally I was like, I'm going to be vegan tomorrow. And that's literally what I did. Like the next day, that was it. And it's just, um, I, I didn't, I really never turned back. I, and it really, for me, it was more, you know, there's lots of people, reasons people go plant-based and stuff for, you know, there's ethical reasons and all that. But really for me, I just wanted to do something to see if I would feel better. And, and I did. And so I just stuck with it and here I am. So the, 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 throughout my journey of kind of healing myself and kind of, you know, healing my digestion, I, read more and more about it. And then and I started to think like, Oh, maybe I want to, you know, kind of do this. And I did some nutrition coaching programs. And then I, um, a couple of years ago, I dove in deeper to do holistic nutrition and get my diploma in that. And then just kind of kept going. And I just, I love learning and I love learning about the human body. And so it's just kind of just been this progressive journey. Yeah. I love that. I actually would love to do the functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner awesome. course. Yeah. Really cool. You would love it. You would love it. Yeah. Lots of science. It's, your, it's, it's right up your alley. <laughs> I love how um, many of us people that have become podcasters and practitioners always say, like, I wouldn't recommend this, but this is what I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I say that because people are always like, so how did you transition into, into being, you know, vegan and plant-based? And I'm like, I just did it. Like, but I know most, you know, I know most people can't do that. And so it's just, my personality is just like, I just jump in. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. And I think that's the difference between those personality types. It's like with sugar, right? It's like there's the addicted mm-hmm. and then there's the emotional mm-hmm. eaters. And the addicted probably need to go cold turkey because it's an addiction. And the emotional mm-hmm. eaters need to be progressive and, and work right. fewer through things. So, um, right. yeah, I think it's personality dependent, but it's hard to identify yeah, for sure. what, what would be mm-hmm. most effective. But um, Right, yeah. Um, so, gut health, right? So, Lots of people, as you know, um, suffer from bloating, diarrhea, pain after eating, stomach acidity problems, reflux, SIBO, the list goes on. And usually when they go to the doctor, and you kind of touched on this before, the doctor just puts it under this giant umbrella of IBS, which means medication because I don't really have the time to investigate what's really going on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So from your experience, what are the problems that you find most people with gut issues have? Like what's the underlying cause there? Um, well, the underlying cause is a complicated answer because there's so many things, right? Um, but I mean, you know, I think a lot of people think, and this is something, you know, that we talk about when you do the FDMP program. Um, but it's, there's a lot of people have a lot of symptoms, right? There's like, you touch on the gas bloating, all things. And people think that they're normal, but really there is no normal symptom. Like it's not normal to be bloated all the time. It's not normal to be constipated all the time. None of those are normal symptoms. So it's a sign of something that's going on under the surface. And there's so much that could be going on and which is kind of what you do as an FDMP. It's like, you're like, like, a, you know, you're, reaching under the surface to look at all these things that are going on, all this chaos that's going on in the body. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so the answer to your question is a complicated one because it really, it depends on the person. It depends on so many things like their diet and lifestyle and their genetic predisposition and, and what they're eating and all of that kind of stuff. So, so with my clients, um, just like, you know, you do with your nutrition clients too, it's really diving into the background and history and asking all those like really deep questions about what's going on in their health and really Mm -hmm. taking a look at it from like a holistic perspective to figure out 
where this like metabolic chaos is and you know what's causing the problem yeah absolutely absolutely so what i guess diving into the plant-based kind of thing what do you find is beneficial about a plant-based diet and what are the problems with animal protein that lead to these digestive issues yeah so um and just to like as a as a disclaimer here, like I am, (laughs) I'm all about like bio individuality. I, I am a full proponent of, you know, every, not, there's no one diet that fits everybody. Right. But Mm -hmm. I am also a firm believer that a plant focused diet, one that focuses on plants can benefit everybody, Mm -hmm. whether that includes meat or not. And so that's really my approach that I take with my clients is just kind of putting the focus on plants and taking it off of the animal based products, because there is a lot of research that shows that, um, you know, a diet that's super high in animal protein and dairy can be super inflammatory. And um, especially if there's already like underlying issues under the surface, if people are already suffering from, from inflammation, it can really exacerbate the issue. And so with plants, um, you're getting a lot of really um, amazing benefits that that come from what the plants are made up of. So you're getting the antioxidants that help lower inflammation. Mm-hmm. You're getting the vitamins and minerals, which yes, you can get that for animal-based products, but they're just more dense, right? It's just more nutrient dense when you're getting it in the plant um, form. And then you're also getting something that you don't get from animal products, which is fiber, because fiber you can only get from plants, right? Mm-hmm. And so with a fiber, that's kind of the approach I take when I'm working on this like healing process of helping people heal their gut is the fiber. So when the fiber breaks down in the body, the byproduct are these short chain fatty acids. And that's really what helps promote this strong, healthy gut. It's helping to build a strong intestinal lining and stomach lining to help keep it from things from leaking out right into the body to cause mm-hmm. all kinds of other stresses in the body. And it's um, building this healthy flora in the body and building a lot of good healthy bacteria. And that's what's going to keep the bad bugs out, right? So it's yep. building this like ecosystem in the body that's helping keep the bad stuff out and and proliferate the good stuff in there. And so that's kind of the approach or the, the mindset behind the plant-focused diet. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to ask. So I actually, for, for whatever reason, maybe because of this podcast, I seem to attract um, people that want to recover from their vegan diet into my mm-hmm. my program and what I do. Mm-hmm. And, and I, it leads me to wonder that do you, do you think like a vegan diet is a diet of privilege? Because so many people seem to be unable to execute it correctly and then end up with all sorts of deficiencies and issues. And then mm-hmm. when they reintroduce meat, their gut is so unfamiliar with, with animal mm-hmm. protein that they get a heap of issues. And so they've got mm-hmm. symptoms from their vegan diet, not doing yep. that vegan, vegan diet properly, and they try and fix right. it. And then they get even more issues, which confirms that animal protein may not be for them. But really, the yeah. underlying cause is maybe the plant-based diet resulted in lower stomach acidity. So I'm just mm-hmm. curious, like, do you think that, um, yeah, a plant-based diet is one of privilege? Um, that's a really great question. And, you know, it's funny, I did an interview last week and she basically like, she was like, I'm just going to play devil's advocate for this episode. And she asked a lot of the, and I get all this questions. So I'm used to getting those kind of questions and it's a valid question because there is definitely a wrong way to do a vegan diet, just like there's a wrong way to do any diet. Right. Totally. And there's definitely, um, a lot of ways you can do it wrong. And there's a lot of ways that, yes, you leave a lot of holes, right? There's Mm -hmm. a lot of place for nutritional deficiencies and a lot of room to eat 
not so healthy food, like Oreos are vegan. Like yeah. if you want to <laughs> talk about foods that are vegan, like there's a lot of really unhealthy foods that are vegan, right? Totally. It's plenty of vegetarians that end up diabetic. Totally, totally. And it, yeah, and it's not hard to do. I mean, and it's, you know, this is in this could lead to a whole other conversation about clever marketing and packaging and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. But the fact is, I think that um, a lot of times, I think people, first of all, they don't know what they don't know, right? And they think mm-hmm. like, oh, I just cut out the meat and the dairy and I just eat all everything else, right? Yeah. And, and you do, there is a sense of um, like intentionality behind it because you do have to make room for the holes that you're leaving for things that, mm-hmm. you know, animal protein or animal products have that. Um, plant-based things don't, right? You're looking at the B12 and certain vitamins that you don't necessarily, or you just have to be really mindful about where you're getting them from. So, um, so I guess, yes, in a way, I guess you could say it could be a diet of privilege, but I also think that if it's done with intentionality, if it's done like from an educated standpoint and from an empowered standpoint where you know the facts and you know all the things, which is what I teach in my program. It's like, you know, I'm not telling you you have to get rid of meat and dairy forever for the rest of your life, but I'm telling you like, hey, let's put the focus on plants, heal your body, and then here's the things to look at. If you are following the plant-based diet, <clears throat> whether or not it's 100% or not, here's some things that could come up and here's some things you need to do to make sure you're not leaving holes in your diet. So there is, there are some things that should be addressed for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I guess, you know, thinking about that, it, it kind of makes me think that when we're coming from a place, you know, like... A lot of probably your clients as well, a lot of the listeners of this show, like people are living super busy lives um, and and they're not like us, super into, mm-hmm. into nutrition, reading right. labels and it, like, you know, it's kind of weird that we're excited about that, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, I guess that's what I, what I find in my experience is that, yeah, people are like, I'm busy, I'm a mum, like mm-hmm. I need simple, you know, the less thinking, the better kind of thing. And then when it's like, yeah. oh, you need to go to the farmer's market here and you need to go there to do this and these supplements from here, um, it can get really overwhelming. And then I think people are really mm-hmm. excited in the beginning and they're like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. on this new plant-based diet mm-hmm. and I feel amazing. Um, but then they're kind of, they get over the hype of that initial, you know, feeling good. So they stop going to the farmer's market and they stop getting the regular supplement order. And then they just fall into this pattern of what I've been calling sort of functional vegan deficiency um, of like, (laughs) it's not, it's not that the nutrition isn't out there to get, it's that we've stopped going to get it. Sure. Sure. Yeah, for sure. No, that's definitely, yeah. And it, and you know, and that's one of the things I had a conversation with somebody last week because it's, you know, whether you decide to eat plant-based or not, living like a healthy lifestyle, it does require as, you know, some sort of like planning and preparation, right? Mm -hmm. Like in order to, because we are all, I mean, let's be honest, we're all busy. Like all of us are busy. And so, you know, it does take some, you know, intentional planning and so whether you're eating plant-based or not. So I think, you know, the intention behind it is the same, whether you're eating a diet with meat or you're not. Um, I think it's just, you know, taking the time and, and, and taking the time to plan and be prepared. Um, yeah, to, to live, you know, to sustain that healthy lifestyle that you're trying to do. So picture this, right? Unlocking your potential, conquering emotional eating and gaining insights directly from a health and nutrition expert such as myself. That's what we do inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group, which is currently free to join. If you've ever felt trapped by food challenges, struggled with maintaining a healthy lifestyle, or yearned for a community that understands the reasons why you've yo-yo dieted for years, 
then there's a new chapter waiting to be written. And this is your chance to start writing it by joining us all on Facebook Lives, on engaging posts that push you out of your comfort zone and into growth, and Q&A sessions with me. All of this works as a platform to begin changing your emotional eating problems for good. Oh, and also, as a special gift, you'll receive my transformative How to Turn Food into Self-Confidence ebook. And that's also for free. I get it. Skepticism might linger. You might think, Maddie, I've heard these ads and I'm not sure. Well, at least a quarter of the members inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group have been paying clients of my emotional eating program at some point over the last three or four years. So if you're not sure, you can post in the group and ask to find out if I'm the real deal or not. It's totally up to you. To join us in the free Healthy Mums Collective and to end your emotional eating and feel good in your own skin and begin that journey, pop down to the show notes below, click the link and breeze through three simple entry questions. Join today and let's embark on a journey of growth and empowerment. The link is in the show notes below. Yeah, totally. And and just like, you know, to sort of balance out the conversation here, I would say the same thing for somebody going on carnivore because if you were to oh. do a carnivore diet, to do it properly, mm-hmm. you would need to do nose to tail. Like you would need mm-hmm. to do the organ meats. You would need to do, mm-hmm. you know, all of the bits and pieces in order to mm-hmm. get the full plethora of everything you need. Whereas right. most people think carnivore is just steak every day. Like, yeah, exactly. Right. Just eat the meat. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. So you can have the mm-hmm. same issues on the other end of the mm-hmm. spectrum as well, right? Yep. For sure. For Not sure. that I can imagine you deal with too many carnivores. <laughs> uh, don't really come in my world too much. But <laughs> totally. So, I think I probably repel them, but that's okay. <laughs> so what do, what do these digestive issues, these gut health issues that you love working with, if they're not figured out, what can they lead to? Yeah. I mean, I mean, really and truly when you're, cause a lot of the people I deal with, <clears throat> they're dealing with not only the digestive issues, but many of them have like autoimmune issues or kind of like the beginnings of autoimmune issues. And when those are left untreated, I mean, you're looking at like serious damage, right? You're looking at damage to the intestinal lining and the damage to your stomach. You're like looking at dysbiosis, just this total, like just off on, in the gut. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we're looking at to look at these digestive, because a lot of times these like minuscule things, I use quotes here, things that seem minuscule, right? It's the bloating and the gas and the, you know, occasional constipation, all that, they can turn into bigger things. And so again, like I said before, like there's no, symptoms are not normal. None of those are normal symptoms. Symptoms, they, they're, they're not normal. Mm -hmm. And so when we're, when we're not addressing like these little things that kind of start to creep up and they start to be like, not just occasional, but like I'm having this on a regular basis, that's when really it can turn it can turn south fast if it's not addressed and we don't like take steps to first of all figure out what's going on what's going on under the surface and then also taking steps to heal the body so that it doesn't perpetuate you just in there you were talking about um symptoms not being normal and it triggered a memory from mm-hmm. a friend of mine um we we caught up with a group of mates um and he said that he after hanging out with this particular group, he realized that hanging out with another group of mates who were all mm-hmm. overweight and unhealthy, that he would in his brain he was like, oh, at least I'm not as overweight as those guys. And so when you talk about symptoms not being normal, in in such a diseased, symptomatic society, we I think we lose sight of the fact that these symptoms are common, but they're not normal and they're not healthy. Right. And just because mum got diabetes, or just because dad got this, or just because my friends have these issues. It kind of, psychologically speaking, I think it sets people up to just wait for their turn. Absolutely. Um, and it's just, and it's, yeah, I think being really clear about, yeah, these symptoms are not normal. Yeah. This is not healthy. Yeah. There's something right. wrong. Um, and we shouldn't right. all be just sitting here waiting for our diagnosis totally. to arrive. <laughs> no, absolutely. Well, and I think you made a good point too. I think 
common and normal are not the same thing. Cause yeah, all of these are common because lots of people deal with them, but just cause they're common, does it make them normal? And I think you're totally right. Cause we talked about this when you were on my podcast, it's like, we talk about, you know, your genetic predisposition for things. And we're all just kind of like, Oh, well, I guess I'm going to have, you know, you're just like waiting around <laughs> for the diagnosis that your mom had when it's like, no, it doesn't, doesn't have to be that way. Yeah, no, absolutely. And yeah, it's just, which, which is, I guess, one of the reasons we put out these types of podcasts to let people know, right. you know, this is, this is not normal. However, the reason it's common is because, you know, most people eat the same diet because there's a set of dietary guidelines that the government put right. out and there's, um, you know, certain foods that are discounted and within your, within the masses budget, um, which, yep. you know, defaults somebody to eating high sugar, high vegetable oil, um, you know, high refined grains and, and all of these types mm-hmm. of things that are so inflammatory to the gut. Yep. Yep. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So, and, and that's the thing. It's so easy to eat those things, right? That's the other part is like before yeah. you were talking about, you know, people who are busy and all that, it's just, it's easy to eat like that. And then you just get in a cycle and then that's, yeah. Oh, totally. And yeah, like most of those foods that are in that price range are hyper palatable, perfect mix of salt, fat, sugar, some caffeine yep. as well, it's like right. addictive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's they're all made by scientists that know what happens to people's taste buds when they eat it, you know, like, yeah, that's yeah. Mm-hmm. So on that note, what do you find in your experience is like the two or three biggest culprits for from from a sort of dietary standpoint that are ruining people's guts? Yeah, I think um, in my experience, the first one, and I talk about this so much in like workshops and stuff that I do, the first thing is just people not getting enough fiber. And and, and really, it's in a lot of cases, it's to no fault of their own because like you were talking about the government putting out these standards and the government puts out how much fiber they think you should have. And in my opinion, it's not nearly enough. Mm-hmm. But even the standards that they've put out, people are still not getting, you know, what the government thinks you should get, which in here in America, it's 25 grams a day. And I just don't think that that's enough fiber for people. Mm-hmm. And so, for, so first of all, you know, people tell me about, you know, their constipation and their bloating and all these other things. And I'm let's look at your diet. It's like, well, yeah, like you got, you're all gunked up because you're not getting enough <laughs> fiber. So first of all, it's like getting things moving again. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, it's so fiber, I think is the, is for, in my experience, just the, with the clients that I work with is the big thing. And then two, I think it's, um, it's kind of, uh, misinformation about like healthy foods. Right. So I Mm -hmm. get people who come in and, and they're eating like, and this isn't to bash like any other thing here, but there's a lot of, um, like diet plans out there that you can order things online and you can order like products that they make and they're all processed stuff. Right. But they've got the branding Mm -hmm. on it and they have the the points and the calories and all the things. And so it seems like, oh, well, this has to be healthy because it's coming from this diet thing that I'm paying for. And so I I think um, there's a lot of misguided information there and that they're just not eating the right things. And so they're eating a lot of processed things that are caused, like we were talking about a second ago, it's just a lot of processed foods Mm -hmm. that seem to be healthy because they have a lot of clever marketing on it. And, Mm -hmm. and that's really, it's, it's really has a lot of, I don't want to say empty calories because some of them do have like, you know, have protein and stuff, but it's just, it's not highly nutritious. It's not nutrition, nutritionally dense. So there's a lot of other better options that they could be eating. And again, it kind of goes back to the fiber thing where it's like, 
well, a lot of this is just jacking up your blood sugar because it's just yeah. processed stuff. And it's not, you know, so it's, so it kind of leads into, well, now your blood sugar is all messed up. Well, now your hormones are blessed up because your blood sugar is messed up. So it's just like this cascade effect of things. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, there's a, we had recently, there's a, a two sisters in Australia called the Additive Free Lifestyle Sisters, and they've got this amazing business. And, and they were talking about the other day that, you know, red flags in the supermarket are when everything, anything says no preservatives or no additives or natural or these like, if they're making an effort to put that in front of you, then they're disguising, essentially disguising like something else hidden in there. And so I was, we did a show recently, episode 153 with the Additive Free Lifestyle Sisters here in Australia. And they were saying on that episode that like whenever we see on packaging additive free or preservative free or natural or organic, that if the marketing company is making an effort to put that particular bit of information in mm-hmm. front of us, whilst, it, whilst it's good, they're actually trying to disguise the other part of the information. So a lot of these natural health foods and you know the health aisle in the supermarket are really not that great. <laughs> That's a, yeah, no, that's a really great point. It's a great point. And I have to have that conversation too. Um, because, because honestly, a lot of people that I work with, they are, you know, they are health conscious and they do read the labels, but it's just understanding what's on it for sure. And, and not being fooled by the, yeah, like what you're saying. So yeah, no, it's, it's definitely, that is a great point. Yeah. It's, and it's a hard space to navigate, like, because, you know, you flip over the, some of the packaging and you basically have to be a scientist to interpret half of the words. <laughs> totally. Totally. Yeah. And which is like rule of thumb, right? If you don't know what it is, it's probably not good. <laughs> Actually, that leads me to a, a question. So when I, you know, when we think vegan, we start to hear about these beyond burgers and these types of things, like what's your opinion on those? Because there are so many ingredients ingredients in those burgers to make to make them taste like meat or give you the meat Mm -hmm. experience and Mm -hmm. it's the same with meat alternatives Mm -hmm. so what's your perspective on those yeah yeah no i agree and actually i I got this question last week when i was talking uh, to somebody else um there is a lot of them out there and you know it's I, i am you know i'm not a fan of most of it because it is you know, it is all very processed. So it's not anything like I recommend, like when I'm making diet plans with people like, Hey, let's toss these in. But it's one of those, you know, it's, it's one of those things too, where it's like, I'm also not telling you to, to cut out meat forever for the rest of your life. So I think, you know, on occasion on, you know, rare occasions, if it's not like regularly, just like anything else, it's not gonna, you know, it's not gonna break the bank. But but yeah, no, I truly agree. I think with the number of ingredients, well, and um, my husband just sent me this article, it was a couple weeks ago. Um, There was an article that came out that talked about the Impossible Burger, which is well, way more processed than the Beyond Burger, in my opinion, just looking at the ingredients. And it was like, there was like evidence of like inflammation and I don't know if it was, it was kidney something. It was something, but it was like evidence of whatever is making up that burger. So it's like clearly this is probably not something we need to be eating all the time. Yeah, totally. And I mean, when we get into those debates, I think we're really sp- splitting hairs at the sure. uh, at the inf- inflammation end of the spectrum. So it's like let's yes. just come back to whole real food. <laughs> like <laughs> exactly, exactly. And that's that's my that's my motto of all of it. Like let's just eat it in its truest form, and we're all going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, um. Where can everybody find you online, by the way? 
Yeah. So um, you can find me. It's at the Hope Pedraza on Instagram. And then I also have a Facebook group, Live Wholesome and Healthy. And um, I, we do talk a lot about recipes and I do workshops and all kinds of stuff just to live a healthier, more holistic, plant-focused life. I love that. I love plant-focused. That's cool. And Ryan will be very yes. happy to hear that you pumped the <laughs> Facebook group. <laughs> Pump, right. I got to give Brian props for that too. <laughs> um, so before we wrap up, um, what is one piece of health information of all the things that you know, and you obviously know so much that you wish more people knew about, just one, if you had to give one. Oh, wow. That's that's a hard question. <laughs> it is, especially with so much knowledge. <laughs> I, well, yeah, you narrow it down. Well, in, um, you know, in honor of the conversation of all things plant-focused, I think it is the power of eating more fiber. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, um, we underestimate what that can actually do for our health and like the massive changes that it can make besides, you know, the simple thing of like, Oh, it makes me go to the bathroom more like besides I'm being regular. But I think just, um, the, the power of fiber and how it's broken down the body. When I talked about short chain fatty acids, all of that and how it impacts your health is, I think is really one of the most underestimated parts of like why plant focused eating is so important. Yeah, amazing. That leads me to another, I was just about to wrap up, but I want to ask you another question. Um, mm-hmm. Protein on a plant focused, is that like, do you, are you one of the people that think, well, there's protein in everything. So protein deficiency is a myth because there's a very, definitely a community of vegans that say that. Um, and yeah. or, or do you feel like you have to actually be really quite strategic and supplement in order to hit your protein requirements? Yeah, no. And because I do, you know, some of my clients, depends on the client too. I do work with some of my clients on macros and stuff and getting the specific like percentages and stuff. So no, I mean, while yes, I think that at least in our society, Western society, that many people do overdo the protein thing, um, which can really be hard on the body and on the kidneys. But I do think that yes, there is some strategy to it because um, just living off broccoli and kale is really not going to do much for you in terms of the protein unless you're <laughs> eating like gallons of it a day. So while yes, you have the people who are like, oh, there's protein in veggies and also like, yes, it's true, but you're not really getting all that much from them. So yeah, I, you know, we talk a lot about like lentils and legumes and all kinds of other things to get like quality protein sources so that you're getting all the amino acids and all that with, um, you know, combining the right foods and stuff. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Well, Hope, thanks so much for being on the show. I've loved having you here. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me, Maddie. That's totally cool. And for everybody listening, all of Hope's links, her Facebook group link will be in the show notes down below. So just scroll down and jump into those. Answer the group entry questions. Um, And yeah, we'll be able to catch you on another episode. So thanks for being here, Hope. We'll get you on again soon. I love it. Yeah. Thanks so much. I love it. Thanks. See ya. See you later. Thanks for listening to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. If you love this episode and health information is your thing, then please consider subscribing to the show. And when you're done, head over to iTunes, Google Podcast, or whichever app you use, and we'd be grateful if you could leave us a five-star rating and write a review sharing your opinion on the show as it really helps the podcast grow. Thanks so much, and I'll see you on the next episode. Whilst the 
presented that feature on this podcast endeavor to provide accurate information. It cannot possibly take into account your individual circumstances, and therefore the content on this podcast provided by any of the speakers is not intended as advice in any way for any individual and should not be a replacement for professional medical or health advice of any nature. Always seek advice regarding your personal situation from a qualified medical professional.